0: hey guys welcome back to impatient and unpolished i'm rachel and i'm indy and on today's episode we are going to be telling you guys what our ideal day looks like start to finish they're going to be very different most of our past episodes you can kind of tell how similar we are and why we're such good friends But this is definitely going to be one of those episodes where you 100% will be able to tell the
1: difference between
0: us.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Because we are best friends, but we are in two complete different stages of life. And this is going to make that painfully clear. (laughs) Painfully obvious. Indy, what's the best part of your week? So there's a thing that happens in my house when my husband is home from work at night where he will sit on the couch and all them girls will just cuddle him and sit with him for hours like little angels. Meanwhile, you know, on my shift when he is sleeping and not involved in the parenting, I have gremlins. I have gremlins. And it's like the WWD in this house. But one night this week, I sat on the couch after dinner and all of them kids just cuddled me. And I knew what it was like to be a dad. (laughs) And it was awesome. (laughs) And I... I just it was it was phenomenal it was very easily the highlight of my week <laughs> I don't want to be a mom anymore I want to be a dad good luck with that and again I, it's and it's like oh look they're being so good it's such good parenting like he's doing literally nothing
0: sitting on the couch great dadding
1: I want that I want that to be my
0: life <laughs> best part of my week is coming up it's Friendsgiving it's gonna be our Friendsgiving on Saturday I love Friendsgiving
1: Friends giving hands down a thousand times more fun than Thanksgiving every year, <laughs> every year. And again, it's funny because we have like a slightly different crowd every single time. Like we really have four or five like essentials that are kiss instant every year. But everyone else kind of cycles in and out, like depending on like again who we've really seen and all of that. But it is such a good time. Like, the food's always good. The many laughs to be had. Everyone has such a good time.
0: I love Friendsgiving. It is a fun one every year. Okay, so the case of the week for this episode is very, very well known. Um, It is based off the Netflix documentary, Take Care of Maya. I haven't seen the documentary, but I've read a lot about it. And today, this morning, the verdict was read out and the jurors found the hospital guilty on all charges so the Kowalski family won the 220 million dollar lawsuit so the hospital was found liable of multiple claims including
1: wrongful death of miss Kowalski and inflicting emotional distress on her along with false imprisonment and battery and emotional and distress on their daughter, Maya. And let's see. The hospital was also found liable for the fraudulent billing of Jack Kowalski. So yes, they got more than $220 million in damages.
0: It's insane to me. Insane. And I think what I find fascinating about this is I feel like this is... It's very clearly unprecedented. And I think it's going to change a lot. Within the medical field. Honestly as a mom like this is
1: scary as hell.
0: But what really throws me off is originally the way I understood it was that the hospital didn't know or couldn't diagnose her. That's exactly what happened. Because the article that I read said that she was diagnosed with this chronic rare chronic pain disorder prior to going into that hospital. They knew and she had gone to Mexico and done like medically induced or ketamine induced comas. Yeah, to try to get smart relief. So when she went into John Hopkins All Children's Hospital, she had already been diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, which was a neurological condition. Well, and they knew about her diagnosis, but the way I understand it is that they, they took it upon themselves to determine that the mom was giving her too much ketamine. She came in. With, like,
1: really high levels of ketamine. But that's, like, what the family was trying to um, get her. So they continuously. So the mom was pushing for the ketamine because it has helped her before. And instead of, like, I don't know, again, anything else, they accused her of having munchausens by proxy and said that she was making her sick.
0: They held Maya in the facility for... 85 days they barred her mom from seeing her for 85 days
1: and the wild part is that like even after a psych eval was done on the mom and she didn't have mental illness she was like the daughter was still placed in state custody and was again kept from her family for all of that time.
0: The saddest thing, I think, is when I saw the video of them reading the verdict out, Maya has rosary beads wrapped around her hand. And I think they're her mom's. That's so sad. She's, like, clutching these rosary beads and crying with her brother while they're reading out the verdict.
1: So, and again, for those of you that don't know, the mother actually ended <laughs> up killing killing herself and committing suicide. Because she felt like she was just being treated like a criminal and all she wanted to do was be there for her kid and she couldn't. And again, her kid just kept getting worse and she wasn't allowed to do anything about it even have contact with her.
0: What really pissed me off about this is, so Maya is 17 now. She went to homecoming. She went out with her friends for Halloween. The disgusting excuses for defense lawyers for the hospital Took those pictures and pulled them up in court and basically said, Does this look like a, does this look like somebody that's in pain, that can't live a normal life because she was in her Halloween costume and out with her friends and at homecoming? She's 17.
1: And again, this all happened in 2017 and 2016. Like 2016 is when she went into John Hopkins. So let's see,
0: it's been seven years. She was a child when all of this happened. It's just disgusting to me that these grown men and don't, I understand that they're defense lawyers. This is what they're getting paid for. But do you expect her not to attempt to live a normal life? Like I am, I'm not understanding. And you know what? Good for her and her family for suing the absolute shit out of everybody that they could. I'm a thousand percent. Because they sued the hospital. They sued the social worker. They sued the doctor. They sued one of the doc one of the parent companies of one of the doctors because again this is something
1: that could happen to
0: anybody but also what somebody else said to me today was this could now open the hospital up to criminal charges and open those doctors up to criminal charges you
1: you literally destroyed a whole family
0: you would see me kicking through the glass doors of the hospital you are not keeping my child from me i don't give a fuck who you are
1: I don't care. Absolutely not.
0: Is it time for our ideal day? It is indeed. All right, you go first. Okay, so on to our ideal day. So we both wrote out kind of like a play-by-play or like hour-by-hour type of thing. So I'm gonna go first and then Indy will go and then we'll probably judge each other. My ideal day, this is mostly like a weekday thing. So I would prefer to wake up at 530 30. And this is if I did not have stomach issues, my tummy didn't hurt in the morning, I could eat whatever I wanted. That's why this is ideal and not realistic. I would wake up at 5.30 in the morning, be at the gym by 6, have a workout, be home by 7.30, get ready, make some breakfast. And I've really wanted to try to get into like reading the Bible or doing some sort of like Bible study because I thought I was going to like be one with God when COVID happened. I was not one with God. I was one with my unemployment check that came every week. <laughs> and online shopping. Accurate. So yes. So 8 a.m. I would want to do like a little bit of a Bible study or some editing. And then come 8.30, I would leave for work. I work 9 to 5. Be home by 5.30. Take a shower. 6 p.m. I would make some sort of dinner um, from like 6.30 to 8 I would do some editing, work on some content. 8 p.m. I would get all my food ready for the next day. 8.30, watch a little bit of TV. I'm currently... I just started watching Hawaii 5 again for like the third or fourth time. That's fun. 9.30... I would read my book because I have seen a lot of research about how like being away from phones for half an hour to an hour before you go to bed will actually help you fall asleep and stay asleep. So from 830 to 930, I would watch some TV. From 930 to 10, I would read. I'm not a super fast reader, but once I get into a book, like I'm really there for it. And then I would want to be asleep by 10 p.m. I feel like that covers all my bases. That would give me about, that would give me seven and a half hours of sleep. Which, for me, if I didn't wake up during the night, seven and a half hours, I would be completely fine. I would be able to thrive the next day. So,
1: your ideal day was doing all the things.
0: Because I like to – my the reason that my ideal day is doing all the things is I feel like because of my stomach, I can't be as productive as I would like to be. My ideal day, I feel like, is based a lot around being productive and trying to, like, keep my mind stimulated during the day, which is why – I want to try to do a little bit of like a Bible study in the morning type of thing. But I sleep like shit through the night. I haven't had a full night's sleep in I don't even know how long, years. And it's very hard for me to wake up early because I'm so tired from waking up two or three times during the night that I can't get myself up and out of bed before 8am to get all
1: the the things done. My perfect day is on the complete and opposite side of the spectrum. (laughs) I don't want to do a damn thing. I don't want to make dinner. I don't want to make a meal. I don't want to clean up a meal. I want to sleep and I want to stay in the bed till 9 a.m. I want to only get out of the bed for food and bathroom reasons. I want breakfast in the bed. I want mimosas all day, all morning while I catch, while I stay in the bed and catch up on all the Netflix and all the shows.
0: I just opened Instagram and my cousin just announced that him and his girlfriend are pregnant
1: that's exciting. I want no exciting announcements. I want no news. (laughs) I want, I want to learn nothing. (laughs) I want to stay in the bed and I want to watch the Netflix and I want to drink the mimosas. And I think I want to do that till about 4 (laughs) p.m. So literally till mid morning, that is, that's it. Nothing else. That's all I want to do till 4 p.m. And then maybe have a bath and a hair mask and a face mask and dinner. Oh, but to the bath, you got to add like the candles and like the wine's bath. coming in and the wine is coming in the bath yes whole bottle of wine from 4 p.m to eight thirty, and then i want to be asleep i want to be comatose till the <laughs> next day <laughs> do it all over again the next day sadly asleep i want to do nothing i want to carry take care of no one and nothing and like take care of myself a little bit that's it that's my perfect day i want to do absolutely nothing with nobody
0: <laughs> there's a hotel in pennsylvania where it's like the middle of nowhere and it's little like cabins. There's one that has like a second story loft type of thing. You go up to the loft. There is a champagne glass bathtub. And I mean champagne glass with the stem and the bottom. Like the 1950s situation. Yes. yes. I love that.
1: I saw it and I was like, fuck yes. Sign me up. Um, you wanna go to Vegas on our next trip? I'm like, can we just go? To a spa I do I do want to go to Vegas I want to go to a spa I want to relax I want to go and be pampered and again do nothing I want to be a little snow bunny in the mountains but yes that was my perfect day my perfect day is the day of nothing
0: I want to do nothing I feel like this very much shows who has kids and who does not <laughs> I just want to rest <laughs> I
1: just want to rest in every single shape and form of the word mind body soul I want it all to just shut off
0: (laughs) for a little bit I feel like I want a day where I feel and there are a lot of days where I feel motivated enough but that I have to go to work and I also this happens on the weekends to me like I'll go to the gym and I'll carry the motivation from the gym into my day I feel like I just want to have those productive days every day but like I want to have those constant Productive days, but also where I'm not on someone else's timeline. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Like, I'm on my boss's timeline, I'm not on my own timeline. The environments that we live in are not conducive to just deciding to work on your own timeline. (laughs) No. that's not, that's not a thing. It's actually an, That's actually an option, no. Thank you guys for listening. Definitely comment what your ideal day would look like. I'm curious to see what other people's ideal days look like and if they're anywhere comparable to ours.
1: Or if your perfect day is closer to Reaches or closer to mine. <laughs> we should put a poll up.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye, Bye. guys.